Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, November 9th, and we start with local news. Women make up 35% of Tennessee's agricultural producers, contributing to millions of dollars in the state's economy each year. University of Tennessee Extension Perry County and UTTSU Extension Lawrence County, in partnership with UT's Manage Program and Tennessee Agribility, held the second annual Cultivate Women in Agriculture Conference on October 14th to provide support for women in the horticultural and agricultural industries. Hosted at the Middle Tennessee Ag Research and Education Center in Spring Hill, the event featured networking opportunities with local producers, presentations from women in agricultural fields, and interactive learning sessions on topics such as landscape design, row crop cultivation, marketing and sales, and livestock management. Led by extension agents and regional agricultural professionals, the conference provided attendees with the skills and knowledge they need to improve as farmers and business managers in Tennessee. Agriculture is a challenging industry with many factors that can make or break your success, said Lane McGee, committee chairperson for the conference and extension agent at UTTSU Extension Lawrence County. At producer meetings, we have noticed that a good portion of women shy away from asking questions or taking part in hands-on activities while in mixed-gender settings. It's a part of our mission at UTTSU Extension to eliminate potential barriers so our clients experience the best possible learning environments they need to be successful. Joetta White, Extension Area Specialist for Agribility in West Tennessee, said the conference is one of many events designed to help women be successful in this male-dominated field. Tennessee Agribility and UT Extension know that row crop and livestock production are key necessities for our daily lives. Without the contributions of talented women across the world, we would not have access to the many foods and raw materials we depend on every day. By working together to host conferences, summits, presentations, and networking opportunities, we can make great strides towards creating an equal playing field for all producers, regardless of their identity or background, she said. Created by UT Extension and partner organizations, Tennessee Agribility is a statewide program to educate and assist Tennessee's farmers, farm workers, and their family members that have disabilities to better increase their independence and productivity. UT Extension's Manage program helps farm families evaluate their individual situations to enhance their quality of life through improved financial management. The third annual Cultivate Women in Agriculture Conference will be hosted in Middle Tennessee in 2024. For more information on next year's event, as well as similar programs hosted by UT Extension, contact Lane McGee at laijmcge at utk.edu. The University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture is composed of UT Ag Research, UT College of Veterinary Medicine, UT Extension, and the Herbert College of Agriculture. Yesterday, the Columbia Noon Rotary presented the Chief Ed Holton Award for Community Service. Front Porch Radio's Del Kennedy attended the event and spoke with this year's recipient. This is Del Kennedy from Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am speaking with Lieutenant Jeff Duncan, Columbia Police Department. Uh, Lieutenant Duncan is the recipient of the Noon Rotary's Chief Ed Holton Award for Community Service. Ed Holton, of course, is a revered past uh, Chief Columbia Police Department. Lieutenant Duncan, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it was a big honor. 
surprising, but a, a big honor to be uh, the recipient of it this year. How many years have you been with Columbia Police Department? Been with the Columbia Police Department since 1995. So this this month will be my 28th year. That is absolutely amazing. Now, I understand that you head up the uh, Community Relations Affairs Division of Columbia Police Department. Uh, Can you tell me about that? Yes, sir. I'm the lieutenant of the uh, Community Affairs Division of the Columbia Police Department. We do a lot of our social media. We do all of our events. Um, We have different programs like uh, RAD, which is uh, women's defense. We have active shooter programs that we teach. We also go into a lot of the preschools and schools and teach uh, different safety topics to kids. That is absolutely amazing. And I I understand that years ago you are the one who... uh basically instigated or founded the program that we all know about, Shop with a Cop. Tell me about that. Uh, yes, sir. Back in um, 2003, um, i just come off patrol into a cops unit at the time, which is a community uh, event unit, and uh, we were tasked to come up with different ideas. And uh, that year, I decided to uh, throw out the idea of starting uh, the Columbia Police Department's official Shop with a Cop. And I have seen this one in action. And what you do is raise funds, and then for children who might not otherwise have a very good Christmas, you allow them to shop with COP and hopefully have a wonderful Christmas. Yes, sir. We raise money or and get donations uh, throughout the year. And then at Christmas time, um, we're lucky enough to uh, partner with the local school, uh, elementary schools in Columbia. Uh, we get names of kids that uh, might be struggling or might not have a, a good Christmas, and we try to brighten that uh, Christmas for them. That's absolutely amazing. And, and now, this time of year, you usually have a fundraiser of some type. Is, do you have one coming up? Um, this time, we do not have one scheduled. Um, like I said, we, we possibly could have one coming up in the future, but um, anyone could donate. Um, the way you donate is... Um, by either check or money, and you uh, can come by the Columbia Police Department at 707 North Main Street and drop that off. If you are making a check, um, you can make it out to the FOP Lodge 26, um, Columbia Police Department's FOP. And um, like I said, and we will definitely put every bit of the funds toward the uh, program. Just drop by the Columbia Police Department downtown and leave your donation. Yes, sir. That's how we that's how we raise 100% of the funds. This is not a um, a program that is funded um, through um, the city of Columbia or through the government. This is a strictly a donations program that we run through our FOP lodge here in Columbia. And like I said, and then turn around and put those funds toward taking kids. Um, it's a it's a special day. Um, we start out with uh, shopping at Walmart. They get paired up with uh, one of our local officers. Um, they go around and pick out gifts. Um, a lot of times it, it's amazing. Um, you think of elementary age kids uh, shopping and you immediately think of they're just wanting stuff for themselves. And it, it's a it's a very um, rewarding uh, thing of our job is when we are shopping with these kids, they're constantly wanting to buy stuff for their siblings, their grandparents or their parents. So, like I said, it's not just the kids buying stuff for them. They also buy stuff for family members. After the shopping, we uh, we come back to the Columbia Police Department, and we have what we call a pizza party. Um, we provide pizza, uh, cookies, chips, and drinks, and we also play a Christmas movie in our training room and have a movie before the kids are taken home. 
Absolutely amazing. How many years has Shop with the Cop been going now? This will be the 21st year. We started it, like I said, in December of 2003. We started out with, I think, 12 kids the first year. And due to good donations um, over the years, we have increased it. And over the last, say, five years, we've been um, helping anywhere between 40 and 50 kids a year. Absolutely amazing. Again, Delk Kennedy, I'm with Lieutenant Jeff Duncan, Columbia Police Department. He is this year's recipient of the Columbia Noon Rotary's Chief Ed Holton Award for Community Service. Jeff, congratulations one more time. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Columbia City Council met Thursday, November 2nd for a study session in which several items were discussed, including rezoning a portion of West 18th Street from Light Industrial Special District to Urban Character District. The request was originally presented during the September 13th Planning Commission meeting with a vote in favor of 5-0 to zero to recommend approval. The request was made by Property Solutions Construction, LLC, to rezone a 0.39-acre parcel located off of West 18th Street in the 9th District from Light Industrial Special District to General Urban Character District with a public hearing set for this evening, November 9th. The requested zoning designation will accommodate a medium-density mix of residential and commercial uses. Currently, the subject property is vacant. The site sits between residential properties to the west and industrial properties to the east. The future land use of the subject property, as well as adjacent properties, is urban neighborhood. The City Council also discussed a request from General Motors to terminate the existing Payment in Lieu of Taxes or Pilot Agreement, which the Murray County Commission and City of Mount Pleasant had already voted to terminate. The original deal set forth in 1985 was set to expire in 2025. The new deal will now include the battery manufacturer, Altium Cells. The council will officially vote on the items this evening, November 9th. Local education leaders laid out their priorities for the remainder of the academic year at the annual State of the Schools luncheon held by the Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce in October. The panel of leaders included Jason Golden, Superintendent of Williams- Williamson County Schools, Lisa Ventura, Superintendent of Murray County Schools, Dr. Janet Smith, the President of Columbia State Community College, Mike Whitehead, the President of TCAT Pulaski, and Dr. James Thomas, President of Columbia Academy. Unsurprisingly, the conversation centered around growth. As the population continues to grow in southern Middle Tennessee, the need for additional learning spaces increases. For Superintendent Ventura, one of the most important reasons for new infrastructure, such as Battle Creek High School, is school safety. My top priority is student safety. Our elementary schools are full. Obviously, our high schools are full. That's why we build a new high school. So it hurts my heart when I see students learning in the hallway, she said. It hurts my heart as a teacher because of the learning environment. But as a safety aspect, if evil enters that building, there are children learning in the hallway, she said. Ventura said Battle Creek High School is currently ahead of schedule to open in August of 2024, but noted there would need to be a winter without snow to stay on course. Murray County Public Schools was the first system in the state to have a school resource officer in every school, but Superintendent Ventura said safety measures go even further. We have bullet-resistant glass to cameras on buildings to digital access. All of that is expensive technology, but we are committed to spending those funds to ensure the safety of every child and every staff member. We want every person to go home safely to their families, and unfortunately in the world today, that cannot be underscored, she said. 
Population and infrastructure growth wasn't the only thing Ventura touched on, however, noting the school system's recent test scores show a significant jump in academic achievement. Murray County Public Schools has not been known as a high flyer in academics, and we're going to change that, she said. Our growth scores last year are nothing short of remarkable. All of our schools are growing. We've made more than one year's growth at multiple schools, and I could not be prouder of my schools in the district, she said. At Columbia Academy, growth has become more than necessary as the school is currently at capacity with students. It used to be that we would pray for more students, but now it's send us the right teachers. Staffing is a priority and a challenge. We have been blessed, but we're trying to raise salaries and catch up to folks we can't quite catch up to right now, but we're trying to find the best people for the front line, Dr. Thomas said. He added the school is amidst a fundraising effort to complete projects within their strategic and campus master plans, which could include more buildings to house classrooms for students. More than that, though, Thomas said his top priority is simply to continue the mission of Columbia Academy set out in 1979 when the school was founded. We have grown as a school a lot. It's different for us than in the past, but we're going to stay committed to our mission, he said. We want to prepare them for the future academically, and we want them to become Christ-like in attitude, he said. Two local higher education institutions laid out priorities for the next year as well, which include building projects to address the growing needs of students. One of those projects, in conjunction with TCAP Pulaski, is the Southern Regional Technology Center. Dr. Janet Smith of Columbia State said the project has been funded and is in the design phase at this time. The proposed Southern Regional Technology Center, which will exist on the west side of the Columbia campus, will be a hub for workforce development. The state-of-the-art facility will provide a central location in the region to meet the educational and training needs of citizens and employers. It will be a major economic and workforce development resource by providing the latest in industry and healthcare training with an emphasis on partnerships through internships, apprenticeships, program development, and job placement. Additionally, Columbia State is adding an arts and technology center to its Williamson campus that will include new programs. Some of the new programs at the Art and Technology Center at the Williamson County campus are a practical nursing program, and we have joined forces with Dixon TCAT to offer the nursing program as well as a digital graphic design program, Dr. Smith said. For TCAT Pulaski, growth is the focus as well. The school is adding 31,000 square feet of learning space with a $30 million project that will add additional programs and expand space for existing programs. We've got 48,000 square feet of training space at the main campus, and we're adding 31,000 square feet. It's a $30 million project, and adding tech with an electric vehicle component, cosmetology, digital graphic design, and we're doubling our welding capacity and expanding our industrial maintenance capacity, Whitehead said. We're going to use those expansions to serve our five-county area, and this will help us reach more students. Adding these programs will be about 27% more students. We run about 300 adult students, so we will add about 75 to 100 more students, he said. Being student-centered is a major focus for both TCAP Pulaski and Columbia State. The biggest priority for Dr. Smith and Columbia State is consistency across the region and creating a one-college approach. We have five campuses, but looking at ourselves as one college and how we work together. So regardless of where a student is, they get the same experience, whether it's instructional or engagement, she said. We're a student center college. We have always worked to make our students the center of what we do, she said. 
Additionally, Whitehead said they're they're working to create an active alumni network to keep graduates abreast of what's happening at the school and calling upon them to encourage current students. There are few, if any, TCATs that have that, and we're excited about the opportunities that will present as they stay connected with our alumni. We've had extremely successful alumni, and we want to stay in touch with them and keep them a part of our story as we undergo this expansion, he said. Open enrollment for Health Insurance Marketplace, also known as the Marketplace or Exchange, started November 1st and lasts through November, I'm sorry, January 15th of 2024. However, if you want your health insurance benefits to start January 1st, enrollment must be complete by December 15th. If you don't have health insurance through a job, Medicare, Medicaid, the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP, or any another source that provides qualifying health coverage, the Marketplace is here to help. As you begin the enrollment process, Murray Regional Health wants to ensure you have access to health care and benefits with your preferred providers. Not all providers may participate in these plans, and except in an emergency, the Marketplace Health Exchange plans do not offer out-of-network benefits. Murray Regional Health System providers participate in Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee, Oscar Health Individual Plans, Ambetter of Tennessee, and United Healthcare. Murray Regional Health does not participate in MySigna Health Connect or Ascension Personalized Care. Need assistance? Murray Regional Health has certified financial planners available to answer questions. Schedule a meeting with a counselor by calling 931-381-1111, extension 7262. For your convenience, appointments are available over the phone, via WebEx teleconferencing, or in person at Murray Regional Medical Center in Columbia and Lewis Health Center in Hohenwald. For more information, visit www.murrayregional.com. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Terry Warren Johnson, 75, of Columbia, died on November 5th at Murray Regional Medical Center. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, November 9th from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. A private family service will be held at his farm at a later date. Beverly Little Fitzgerald, 88, passed away on Sunday, November 5th at Murray Regional Medical Center. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, November 11th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. A private family inurnment will be held at McCain Cemetery on Sunday. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. 
For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have cloudy skies today with occasional light rain during the afternoon. The high will reach 69 degrees with winds out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. There's a 70% chance of rain today. Tonight, we can expect more rain and a low of 47 degrees. Winds will be out of the north-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 90%, with a quarter of an inch possible. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neuschen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, 
professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. to Southern Middle Tennessee today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Officials from the U.S. Department of Education declined to participate in a meeting of a state legislative working group tasked with determining whether Tennessee can reject federal education funding and replace it with state dollars to eliminate, quote, strings attached. Federal education officials were scheduled to testify before a legislative working group on Wednesday morning, but did not attend. The Federal Department of Education has informed us that they are unable to attend our task force meeting. They can only offer, quote, technical assistance to the committee, unquote, and they have stated that if members wish to submit questions, they can do their best to get them answered. Working group co-chair Senator John Lundberg told committee members at the close of Wednesday's meeting. Members of the task force can submit questions for the federal agency and answers will be included in the panel's final report. The U.S. Department of Education has previously called appointment of the group political posturing. Our students need more, not less, to support their academic recovery and address the youth mental health crisis, a Federal Department of Education spokesperson stated in September. Any elected leader in any state threatening to reject federal public education funds should have to answer to their local educators and parents in their community about the detrimental impact it would have on their community's education system and their students' futures. House Speaker Cameron Sexton and Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally asked the group to recommend a strategy for how to reject federal funds before the legislature reconvenes in January. Lundberg has repeatedly emphasized that the panel is reviewing strings attached to federal K-12 funding for the state, local districts, and individual schools. Lundberg and Sexton both say that if the state does opt to reject any federal funding, the state would continue to pay for programs funded with that money. This week, the group heard testimony from state fiscal analysts, education researchers at the Tennessee Comptroller's Office, policy researchers, and representatives from urban and rural school districts across the state. Meetings are scheduled to continue through next Wednesday. Seven Metro Nashville police officers are on administrative assignment after three purported pages from the Covenant School Shooters notebook were, notebook were released by a media personality. The seven officers have full police power and the assignments are non-punitive and meant to protect the ongoing investigation, according to a spokesperson from Metro Nashville Police. Nashville Police are not naming the officers. The notebook and what's written inside is the subject of pending litigation. Several groups, including the Tennessean, sued Metro Nashville after records requests for access to those documents were denied. The school and several families have interviewed, intervened rather, in the lawsuit to prevent the release of the documents. 
Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. A Knoxville native and a young artist unafraid of wearing Tennessee orange will bring multiple decades of classic and modern country hits to Nissan Stadium next August. Superstar country artist, musical touring icon Kenny Chesney will be joined by Grammy winners the Zac Brown Band, Tennessee Orange vocalist Megan Maroney, and Chesney's multiple week number one When the Sun Goes Down duet partner Uncle Cracker for an August 3rd date at Nashville's Nissan Stadium. Tickets for Chesney's date on the banks of the Cumberland River go on sale November 17th at 10 a.m. You can find them at www.kennychesney.com forward slash tour. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.